Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Pastor Chris Race with you, with Pastor Jeff hey, and hey. Pastor Bob. Hey. And we are on our third podcast, and this has been a blast. Yeah, it's cool so far. I'm really excited about this. Really excited about it. In fact, this has been so fun that we actually changed what we were going to talk about today. We'll eventually talk more about what is a denomination, what is a non-denomination, what is the four-score denomination. But I thought, Pastor Jeff, it would be good for us to go back and talk again about what is a biblical worldview. What is a non-biblical worldview, especially with the stuff that's going on in the world? And so if you're tuning in for the first time, you've never listened to a podcast before, they're on our website. You can go back and listen to the last two. But we are trying to be relevant in the topics, the discussions that we talk about every week, midweek. And we are also trying to take your questions. You may want to talk about something, so give us an email. Pastor Jeff or Jeff at lifechurchchico.org. Yeah. Right. Chris at lifechurchchico.org. Bob at lifechurchchico.org. And let You're us know. You're going to know how to find us. Yeah. Yeah. Find us and say, hey, guys, when are you going to talk about this? And we want to know. Yeah. But today specifically, and I think it's because what's going on in the world, this whole situation with, uh, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about is that, and again, I'm not, I'm not politicizing here. I'm just talking about the phenomena of what happened with all those truckers that blocked Ottawa, Canada, or what we've been struggling with uh, during COVID. I know that people in our congregation want to know, what does God think about this? Or what does the Bible tell us about these things? So that's where we want to go. We or want they, to... they say that our rights have been taken away. Yes. Our religious freedom has been taken away. Right. Which I think they sincerely believe, but then also pull back a minute and realize like we are not under persecution. So how do we, how do we navigate all this together? And how can we as pastors help you navigate this? That's really our heart's desire because, you know, we hear things, we learn things, we read things and we say, okay, that's my opinion, but is it really God's opinion? Well, Mm -hmm. that's one of of the things that, Hey, pause for a second. And, (laughs) Chew on what Pastor Chris just dropped some wisdom on us. Yeah. It really, really is so good. Yeah. And, but that's, that, you know what? It takes time. It takes honesty. And you, in, the, in the end, we might not like it. We might say, wait, the Bible says what? Or Jesus wants us to do what? Yeah. Love our enemies. Do good to those who treat us badly. When somebody slaps you on the cheek, you give them your other cheek. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. Yep. Do we just read that really quickly and go, oh, well, that must have been for that. I mean, it was Jesus. I mean, he could do it, but I mean, come on. Our, yeah. It can't be. Was here. he really expecting me to yeah. do that? Yeah. But, you know, we're trying to be really honest in these podcasts. And so here's something that happened to me uh, last week. I'm driving down the road and a young student from PV High School starts jaywalking. Now, I saw this person from a distance and I'm just going. And he third. sped up. Oh, well, the thing, I was just going 30 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit was. 
and out of the corner of my eye, they kept walking. Usually they'll stand in the middle of the road and wait till you go by. This student just kept walking till they were right in front of me. I slammed on my brake, and the dad in me broke. I stopped the car, rolled down the window with this poor person. And the whole time they had a cell phone plastered to their ear. And I found myself wanting to say all kinds of things. But thankfully, the spirit of God in me, the biblical worldview in me, was like, hey, it's dangerous to do that. Please use the sidewalk. And they ignored me and kept jaywalking and dodging other cars. As I'm driving away, I thought I wanted to say some really like intense disciplinary thing, but I was like, God, thank you that I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I can't attribute that to like me. Oh, great. Pastor Chris. I just think it was the grace of God, but how many of us suddenly are confronted with a situation and we want to just rise up. That's when we can find out what is our biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And what is the, the worldly yeah. of you know, cuss a person out or, or whatever it is. But every day, people who are listening to the podcast, you guys were all challenged and in this way. All being refined. Yeah. I mean, that daily sanctification, it's this process that the, I think the Lord uses this world to shape us and form us in, in <laughs> not to be like the world, but to be like him. It, as we surrender our hearts to be formed and fashioned, our thinking, our speech. Good job. You didn't swear at that young kid. Well, we want him to come here. All kinds of things rose up in me, but thankfully (laughs) God was in control. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've been thinking about the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in front of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last podcast uh, a little bit. But when he says, look, if you don't, Nebuchadnezzar, he says, if you don't bow down when all, when we, when we send the signal, then I'm going to, I'm going to throw you into the furnace. And what did they say? They could have come back just with like, whatever, dude, you have no idea. And they could have easily rose up. And I mean, they were slaves. They, they knew they were probably going to die at this point anyway. So um, they didn't falter. They didn't, they didn't uh, turn and run. They just simply said, look, we don't have a defense. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no, I, I don't have to rise up and have this huge response. And I don't have to actually come in defense of the Lord. Even he can yeah. defend himself. And I am just going to be obedient to what he asked me. And I'm not, and one of the things he asked me to do is not bow down to the world and the standards of it. Yeah. And then we get to see the, the miracle through that process. You know, when you were teaching about that, you know, something stood out to me was for them, it wasn't like, we'll show you Nebuchadnezzar because they were saying, look, we believe our God's going to deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver mm-hmm. us, we're not going to bow down. So it wasn't like, Sometimes we think as Christians we have to win the word, the, the war of words, or we need to win the argument rather than being just secure in what we believe. Yep, 100%. Uh, in ministry, <laughs> if, I think if you're leading really well, you, you probably don't get the last word. <laughs> it's just true. And, and sometimes it can be perceived like you're the bad guy or you're, you know, Whatever it might be, yeah, for, yeah. for whatever reason, I hope it's not the case, but um, you, just, you just trust the Lord. You trust the Lord with everything, including mm-hmm. how people think about it. Like, yeah. There's not much I can do about that other than continually uh, be, con- be, be consistent in my love and care for people. Mm-hmm. And so 
yeah, that really is a big deal. Right. And because all of us are being influenced by something. Yeah. We may not like to think of that. We may think, well, I have all my own opinions, but the movies we watch, the music we listen to, the conversations that we have, all of us are are being influenced or have been influenced. And the only way we can truly test it, see if it's biblical is to see if it lines up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Carissa um, turned us on to this amazing article, and I think we could probably somehow put it in our website and get it out to you who are listening to this podcast. But George Barna, who is a Christian researcher, in 2017, he interviewed on the web, you know, worldwide, like 1,500 different churches, organizations. That's a lot of work. And tried to find out key things that people believe. What do they believe about God? What do they believe about their own faith? And some of the statistics were disturbing that less than frightening, frightening that less than 15% of the people that were interviewed believe that there was actually a purpose, that there really is a meaning to life. Even though they would say, I, I am a Christian, I believe Jesus is the Savior of the world. But at the same time, I, I don't know if there's really a purpose for me. It just, it tells me a couple of things about that. Well, besides it being terrifying, um, why have, how have we gotten here? Yeah. Is my, one of my big questions. What do we need to do to make sure that we can change that percentage? Um, and, uh, people aren't reading their Bibles. Yeah. Or they're just not believing in the word of God being the holy, true word of God. Mm Mm-hmm. So they take what they want. In fact, there's a new translation out. I don't know if you knew this or not. There's a new translation out that took out all the really hard, mean passages. <laughs> I didn't hear about this. <laughs> it's true. I mean, so here Jesus is full of grace and truth, but let's just use let's just use the grace and none of the truth. And so they're really, um, it's really messing oh with theology. Goodness. But that that article is a big deal. So instead of the Holy Bible, it's the kind of holy Bible. No, it's the holy Bible. It's It's got a lot of holes in it. <laughs> that was a good pastor Rimshot. joke right there. <laughs> well, but that's the thing that the this study goes on to say that, uh, was it 23% of the Christians that were interviewed strongly agree, not kind of agree, strongly agree that right and wrong depends on the person. Not depends on the Bible. Not depends on what Jesus did or said. It's like, what do you believe? Okay, that's twenty-five percent of the people interviewed. Out of that's a lot of people, and I've run into people yeah. like that that have said to me, "What the God just wants us to be happy." Oh gosh, that one hurts my heart. And and you say, "Well, well, where did you read that?" The response back was, "I just believe that. That's how I feel. I just," I said, "Yeah, but anything that we hopefully that we believe and then act upon is based on some type of truth." Mm-hmm. not a feeling so for us as christians and maybe this is kind of the question in pushing this uh idea of what was motivating or what gave not motivating what gave shadrach meshach and abednego the courage now i imagine they were a little nervous and shaking in their sandals imagine but to defiantly and just with absolute trust say you know even if god doesn't deliver us, we're not bound yeah. in our need. Yeah, I want to be like a good question. First thing that comes to mind, two, two actually, is the first they have that first test in chapter one where they they gave 
away the rights to the food, uh, the dietary stuff that they could have ate, ate from the king's table. And it was mm-hmm. a risk for them to actually deny that and take something less, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, like the world gets mad at you for being less than when right, right. Like, that doesn't, that's kind of interesting. Um, but maybe that, that grew their faith to then really go, man, this God really is real. Yeah. I've heard of the stories. I, I, we have Daniel as well, who's with us through this. So, uh, there's, there's that like building of faith that you see through that process. Then they saw in chapter two where Daniel, um, he comes through with, uh, the vision for the King, um, where the King, he goes, uh, I want, I had a, I had a really bad dream and I want all my, uh, all, all the satraps and precepts, all those people around me who are wise, you know, all my wise men, uh, to tell me what the dream was yeah. and then interpret it. So he wouldn't even describe the dream. He just said, tell me what it is. And they're like, wait, you're crazy. We can't do that. <laughs> and so he was going to kill all of them. And then Daniel, the guy to, who went to go kill Daniel and, and his, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, Daniel goes, hey, can you just tell me uh, what, why is this happening? And he says, I'll, I'll interpret it. Mm. And so he tells the king. So uh, then he prays to the Lord and the Lord gives him what the dream was and then the interpretation. And so you see that as another building block of faith, like they see this happen. So there's this building of faith that got them to that point where they could stand three against the king and just say, we're not going to bow down and, and kill us or not, but we're just not going to do that. We're going to serve our God. Um, but then com- companionship and camaraderie and um, brothers in Christ, yeah, sisters in Christ, of course, all of us together, the body of Christ. Um, I think there really is, um, you know, like in Ecclesiastes 3, uh, a strand of three cords is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine the three of us in this room could face a lot more together than alone. Yes. Um, I, I truly believe that. Huh. And um, I think there is a measure of that. As well. So those two things. And you know, what stands out to me is that the different crises that I've had in my life, if I didn't have friends, if I didn't have people that hung on to me, I don't know how I made it. Right. The, you know, we've been pretty, unashamed to talk about life groups, how important life is. And, uh, I love that where you, it seemed like every several minutes or so you would go <laughs> life group on Sunday morning. But the key is this, it's not here, do this because that's what good Christians do. Yeah. It's if we're to become the Shadrach, Meshach, and the Dan, if we're to be like the disciples, we need each other. We need to, hang together, we need to talk together, we need to listen together, we need to be honest enough that, and I've said this before, if, if I believe I'm supposed to do something, or I believe something, and five of people who have proven their love to me walk up to me and say, hey Chris, that's just not right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Even if I disagreed with them, because these five people, or how many people it is, implored me with love in their heart i would stop yeah for that reason alone it's like hey i'm i'm not an island i'm not the master of my own ship you know and that's where these i love it how that whole story included those guys haven't band together haven't we seen over this season even being you know pastoring together at life church for several years now where people just don't ask they don't ask anymore. And I think that that coincides with this article of like, we're just living life the best we can. And there's a, there's an admiration to that. Like, man, of course, we're just really trying to get through this, but 
there is such a lack of uh, vulnerability and accountability mm. where we often like, Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, I'm, I'm struggling here. What do you, can you speak to that? Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm all over the place and I just need some, some like stability. Um, but we get, I have so many examples that I won't share. Yeah. Uh, where you just find out information. And you're like, man, I wish we could have talked about that. Goodness. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the best choice for you or your family, but Hey, like, you know, so there's this lack of accountability and connectedness, mm-hmm. um, which I think goes into that 25%. It was 25%. Yeah. Uh, don't believe what the, uh, what is, well, what is right or wrong depends on what, oh, what is in, right or wrong, what the individual. Yeah. So, believes. I mean, it's all about individual and that, that's secularism at its best. Yeah. Um, and that's a uh, conforming to the patterns of this world. Like, come on guys. We, we need one another. Like, we, I didn't, I didn't have one note in my notes about life groups at all last week, not even one. <laughs> and I shared about it like 15 times in my message, <laughs> but I think that's just the value of like, we are seeing more transformation happen. I think in even our meat needs right now, yeah. um, which are just dinners at people's houses than, um, as we are seeing at, at church. Right. And that's a, that's a huge, huge thing. Well, the other thing too, and again, we're, we're plugging it. We're plugging it again. By this time, I think life groups will have gone on for, they've been going on for at least two to three weeks. If you have not joined up with one, you need to go, yeah, go to our church website, look at our life group. You, you know, we had the one that I'm leading on Wednesday night, we've got plenty of room. We're meeting in the sanctuary, so we've got plenty of seats. Yep. But uh, I'm just proud of certain people that come to me. In fact, somebody came to me today and said, I didn't want to join. Mm. I just wanted to be left alone. But I was so convicted <laughs> it would pastor said on Sunday. But that's good. That's yeah. I want I myself want that kind of conviction. I want because I can get so stuck in cantankerous in my yeah. own ways yeah. that I think I'm right. Just yeah. because I'm I'm you know, I'll be sixty three this year. I'm sixty three, so I know what's right or what's wrong. That's just right. Yeah. And growth is only going to happen through change as well. And, yeah. um, and it's a little painful because yeah. change means loss as well. And, and adjusting and transforming to like moving forward. Mm-hmm. And there's always pockets of pain in those that like, we would just rather be comfortable. Yeah. And so I think the last couple of weekends has been a little bit more of a, Hey, let's get behind and <laughs> let's, let's, let's give you a little nudge forward, um, mm-hmm. in that next step of faith with, your walk with the Lord and with one another um, is vital. vital. Right. So yeah, so if you're not in a life group yet, please go to our church website, take a look at the different groups that are being offered. Uh, there's a, a men's group on Thursday morning. There's a men's group on Monday night. They're not, those groups are not going through the book of Colossians. They're just time to be together. We have a young mommies group. Uh, or just, you know what? Start your own just getting together with friends for coffee. Yeah. On yep. whatever morning and pour out your heart and say, it's tough being a dad or it's tough being a mom or it's, I'm having a hard time at work. You will, you know, it's safer being isolated in some ways, but it is so dangerous being isolated. 100%. And, and, and that's how the, the body of Christ helps our biblical worldview. We, it's check and balance. Mm-hmm. And I've learned great things by 
shutting down my own opinion and listening to what others. Yeah. So we really hope these podcasts are challenging you that way and that you will uh, take a bold step and go be part of a group and make yourself available to someone. That's Listen, right. pray, be their friend. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Thanks. Peace guys. out. Thanks, guys. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.